Before we get started today, did you know that both of us are trained and experienced coaches ready to work alongside you as you unlock your full potential? At Thrive in the Hive, our focus is on empowering moms and dads just like you. By exploring the core drivers in your everyday decisions, we'll work together to raise your awareness and harness your power to consciously choose how you show up for your parenthood. Imagine yourself with complete confidence and clarity in who you are. Imagine yourself equipped to seize life by the horns, creating limitless opportunities and recognizing limitless potential for you and your family. Message us to set up a free discovery call. Happy thriving! Hi everyone, we're Brianna and Suzanne, two teacher moms who are passionate about helping you create a home environment where your family truly thrives. We're here to help you with anything from setting up your family goals and the perfect physical space in your home to managing school expectations and parent-teacher conferences and everything in between. Whatever the unique needs of your family, we're here to help you get set up for success. Thank you for joining us today as we explore another topic to help you thrive in your hive. Welcome back to another episode of Thrive in the Hive. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are so excited to have this episode for you, and it's all about gift giving. And so we've already done some podcasts about prepping for the holidays and thinking about holiday traditions, and this one is just going to literally be about gift giving and thinking about how you give gifts to the people that you care about at the holidays and give you some tips on how to make it less stressful because I don't know if you guys are like me, but I definitely get stressed out about giving people presents and I worry if it's going to be the right thing and if they're going to love it and probably I don't need to worry about that quite as much, but I think there's a lot of things to help alleviate some of that stress and just make it easier so that you have more time to just have fun during the holidays. Absolutely. I've mentioned this before that the last couple of years I've challenged myself to get all of my shopping done before Thanksgiving so that I can really enjoy Christmas. I need to get started on that. At the time of this recording, it is late October. Actually, Halloween is coming up this weekend. We're very excited about that. Um, And I need to kind of get going. We are going to be totally revamping our gift-giving paradigm, so to speak, this year. My family's already talked about it. So it's something that, honestly, in doing this podcast, I'm thinking through it for myself. And I hope that our ideas that we generate together today, Suzanne, will really help, um, you know, inspire me and my family and inspire all of our listeners. Me too, because, like, I'm a mess with gifts. I'm not going to lie. Like, I... I really need this podcast and, and creating this podcast has helped give me some some direction and some focus. And I'm, I can't wait to hear, like we have not talked about this, listeners. So all of everything that Brianna says in this podcast, I have not heard before. So I'm really excited to hear your ideas, Brianna. And I've been coming up with some ideas about this when we talked about, you know, creating this podcast. I thought, well, I really need to get myself together because I'm going to just lay it out there. When it comes to Christmas, I usually like to try to do my shopping ahead of time as well. But I feel like as we approach Christmas, I start to go into almost this frenzy of, did I get everybody enough things? And do does everybody have the same number of gifts under the tree? And does my mom have the same number of gifts as my mother-in-law? And are they going to be counting? Like all of these crazy, <laughs> crazy thoughts. Like I don't think they're going to count like in reality, but 
Like, this is what happens to me in those few days leading up to Christmas. And I find myself back out in the stores, like going nuts, spending money that I don't need to be spending. And so like, that's where I just have to stop. I just need to go. I need a plan and stick with my plan because you usually have a plan, but then I just go crazy at the end. So I have to stop that. It's totally understandable, though. I think many of us can relate to that. I know a couple of years ago, like I panicked at the last minute and thank goodness for Amazon because (laughs) I had to like hurry up and add things to my cart. And in the end, it was totally frivolous and it was totally unfounded. But I, I think someone said something that made me think, oh my gosh, did I not do that enough? Like, did I not, you know, and it was totally ludicrous, whatever thoughts I was having, but they were very valid thoughts at the time, or at least I thought that they were. Um, so yeah, the whole idea behind this today is just to kind of get you thinking, um, get you having those conversations with your family members, with the other um, gift givers and receivers in your life, um, so that y'all are on the same page, because I think that's another stressor. You know, who all do I want to get a gift for? And then I'm just going to say it, who do I need to get a gift for? Like, mm-hmm. who are those people who they're going to give me a gift and I'm going to feel really awkward if I don't have a gift for them? And I know, like, that kind of diminishes some of the gift-giving spirit, but that's reality. Yeah. Um, there are people who, like, you really didn't think about, but they got you a gift. And now all of a sudden, oh, my goodness, I need to, like, hatch a gift for this person. So it's just something to to get your your mind around now so that you are not that person who's, like, frantically stressed buying three days before Christmas or whatever holiday it is you celebrate in your household um, and you're you're kind of in the right mindset for this. Something that, that I have done for several years in my house is um, when my kids were little, like when each of them was first born, we created an Amazon wish list and my whole family can attest to this. I add things to the Amazon wish list and Last year, I actually had an Amazon wish list, and I also had like a Google Doc with like random items that weren't necessarily from Amazon. But I distributed that to family members. And I say, hey, like, by no means are you restricted to just these ideas, but these are items that the kids have really expressed interest in, and we don't have these already. Um, and sort of like, and these items have my blessing because they're not going to be making noises in the middle of the night while I'm trying to sleep kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, I, I distributed those lists to the families, to both sides, to my husband's side of the family and to my side of the family. And that, um, I felt funny about it at first. I'm not going to lie. Like I felt funny about it. And I know that some people probably had some ideas about it that weren't like exactly thrilled about it because there is the side of that like it's a gift like you shouldn't have to like dictate what it is and it's not it's not that I'm dictating what it is but I'm like trying to you know give the people in my life who want to give my kids gift a helpful piece of information and help them like point them in the right direction and then if they want to get something off the list awesome If they don't, that's awesome too. Like they can totally go in a different direction. But I have gotten feedback over the years. So Eli is eight now. So we've been doing this for, you know, we probably didn't do it his very first Christmas, but we've probably been doing it for seven years now. Um, and, And the families have grown to really appreciate this because if they're not getting something off the list, it's usually inspires them for something else that's similar or it reminds them of something they had when they were little. So then they want to get that thing for the kids. Um, and I've gotten a lot of positive feedback about it. That being said, like you will have the people who are like sort of offended that you're giving them a Christmas wish list and you've got to know your audience. Like you're not going to provide this list to everyone. But I do highly recommend those of you with kids to kind of have that list in your back pocket because another thing that like really stresses me out um, and 
I hope my brother listens to this podcast and like, I am talking to you. I'm talking to you, Brant. Um, like when you call me and it's like, hey, what do the kids want? And then I've got to try to come up with something on the fly. I usually can't. But when yeah. I have my handy dandy list and I can pull it out of my back pocket um, and say, hey, what about this, this or this? Or can I just send you the list that I've already put together? It just it's it leads to a lot more ease and flow. It really does. I think there's nothing wrong with the list. I, I really, I love it. And I think it, it helps. Like I know when I have an idea of what, you know, my nephews want or anybody that I need to buy a gift for, like I wanted, my stress is that I want to make sure they get something they want. Like I really stress out about giving gifts because I'm always afraid they're going to open it and be like, oh, thanks. Even though I know they never would, but like I, because, you know, most of the people, I guess all the people really in my family are pretty polite, but it's like, I just want them to be thrilled with what they're getting. And so if I know what's on their list and I can get them something off the list, maybe they won't be super surprised by it, but they're going to really love it. And maybe it's something they, even they need, not necessarily something that they want. My kids have always had a list as well. And I think that my the family members have appreciated that. But it's the same thing. Like we've always said, like you did, like, you know, here's an, a list of things they want. But by all means, if you have a better idea or something that you're just dying to get them, then go for that because they probably don't even realize that they want what what you're saying, um, you know, what you're buying for them. So they'll be thrilled, I'm sure, with it. And I don't know where my, my it must be some sort of insecurity I have about, you know, people not liking their gifts. But um, it always helps me when I know they have a list and I can go off of the list. And I just think the whole idea of gift giving is really to show people that you're thinking about them, that you care about them, that you love them. And like when anybody gives me anything, I'm just always touched. Like I, again, like I don't, I don't have the same expectations of gifts as I have of giving gifts. Like anytime I get something, I'm like non-judgmental. I'm just so happy that someone thought about me and got me a gift. Like it could be, you know, a box of tissues and I'd be like, oh, thank you. This is awesome. Um, and just happy that like, oh, they thought about me. The whole idea with gift giving is that you're letting somebody know that you're thinking about them. Or when you receive a gift, like it's this person was thinking about me. And that's the whole point of it. And it's to show the love and the thankfulness and all of that. And so we have to eliminate the stress from it. So I think like your idea of the list really helps eliminate the stress of it. And when you think about the holidays, so like we're rolling into it now, like you said, um, Halloween is coming up and it's just going to be like one thing after another for the next few months. And it's so much fun, but it's busy and it's stressful. And so if you can eliminate any of the stress and like really take the time to focus on the meaning of all of these holidays that we're about to celebrate and realize like, it's not just about the presence. It's about God and love and, um, you know, being part of the family and all of these things. So hopefully we can have some more ideas um, coming out of this podcast to help really get people to focus on like the true meaning of the holidays and not so much on just the gifts. So all these tips will help make the gift part easier so you can focus on the other stuff. Yes. So for lack of a better word, I'm going to use the word structure here. So like I think of 
of, you know, gift giving and kind of like the structure of gift giving. And when I say that word structure, it's an umbrella term, like a paradigm, like what what lens are we going to look at gift giving through this year? And we're not talking about like the true meaning of gifts and the true meaning of Christmas and the true meaning of the holidays, like we're leaving all of that aside, but literally just the logistical, like, who am I buying gifts for? What am I buying? How is it going to get into my house? How is it going to get wrapped? How is it going to get to that person? Kind of like that whole, like the logistical part of gift giving. So um, first of all, I just want to say that once you sort of adopt a structure for the year, keep in mind that it's it's exactly that. It's for the year. It doesn't mean that you are deciding that this is going to be your structure for giving gifts and buying gifts and this is what you're going to do forever. Like that's not how life works and we all know that. Um, so give yourself some grace and just say, okay, I'm going to figure out what works for me and my family for this year. And then next year we can totally reevaluate this and figure out something different. I can think of many Christmases when like, you know, our financial situation looked different. So we knew going into it, like Christmas might look a little bit different this year. Um, you know, in terms of the gift giving part, it looks the same in terms of the love and the people who are there, but it might look different. Like we might not all have, you know, seven presents under the Christmas tree. And that's totally okay. So I think going into it and having those conversations and like being intentional about it alleviates a lot of the stress and a lot of the pressure. And like, it's okay to have those conversations, even with people outside your immediate family. You know, I can think of many years when like my siblings, like as grown adults, we've had the conversation of, Hey guys, like, can we, you know, limit our gift giving this year because mm-hmm. we're really trying to save for this trip or, you know, we're really strapped financially right now for some other reason. So can we just kind of limit the gift giving um, and kind of all be on the same page about that? And it, it may be like initially an awkward conversation to have, but like everyone breathes a sigh of relief, right? That you're like having that conversation, that you're on the same page. And I know I appreciate it when we have that conversation. Like I love to give gifts to, to you know, everyone in my family. But I also appreciate when when they tell me, when they share something with me, like, hey, can we like sort of not go all out on the Christmas gifts this year? So I do think it's important to think about in ahead of time, you know, what is the mindset that we're going into Christmas this year with? Obviously, we've been in a year and a half of COVID. Um, some people didn't get to celebrate the holidays last year in the traditional way at all. Some people didn't get to see family members at all. So maybe this Christmas is going to be like a huge Christmas for your family. Maybe somebody lost a job in the last year. So this Christmas is going to be a little bit of a smaller Christmas in terms of gift giving. All of us are coming from this from a different perspective and that's okay. But the whole idea here is just to kind of be intentional. Think about it now so that you can communicate that with the other people in your family. So We're going to go through some of the sort of different structural ideas. We did some research leading up to this podcast to just kind of look at different ways that families handle gift giving in case you need some ideas in your back pocket. Yeah. So like one of the things is thinking about your extended family. Like some people have, you know, maybe not as many people, but like I have friends that have like 50 and 60 people and their extended families and they might get together um, and then have to buy presents for like maybe 20 of them. And that's a lot of people to buy presents for. Um, So, you know, some people I know, they'll draw names. And maybe they draw like two or three people's names. And then everybody's going to get like when they get together, everybody's going to get like two or three presents from, you know, two or three different people. Or if they're a really big family, like maybe they just or they're like, hey, let's just keep it smaller this year, you just pick one family member's name. 
and and then you can buy a you know present for that person. For me, if I was buying for one person, it's gonna I'm gonna have more money to spend on that person than if I'm buying for twenty or thirty people. Um, there's also things that people do which. I think it's really, really cool. And I don't know, I must have been living under a rock because I didn't hear about this until recently. Um, But like the last couple of years, but like they have categories with their family. So like maybe they say, okay, we're going to do four presents or seven presents or whatever, but they figured out like a category and everybody gets something from that category. So it might be something like something that they want, something that they need, something to wear, something to read, something like a tickets or something for someplace they can go, like maybe the movie or a concert or something. I love that idea. I want to start that with my family because I think it's really cool. And then it gives you some structure. So it's not like you're just randomly going out and buying this and that, like there's purpose for it. And and it ensures that everybody gets something because I don't know if y'all are like us, but I mean, Al and I tend to just go, oh, I don't need anything for Christmas. And so we literally, like some years, don't get anything for Christmas because we we spend it all on everybody else, which is fine. And I don't have really a problem with that because I would I love to give the presents, even though I'm worried they're not going to like them. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we're going to do some um, coaching around that, Suzanne. Yeah, exactly. You know, it is nice to have something out of the tree that you can unwrap. And, um, you know, when the kids were little, like they were too little, like they couldn't go shopping. Now they're, you know so independent they can go out and buy stuff and you know they do like they'll just take off and you know there'll be some random present under the tree for Al or for me that they went off and did by themselves without one of us helping them so it's nice but like I'm telling you there were years when they couldn't drive and they were a little and oblivious and didn't even understand that like Al and I had nothing under the tree because we literally took each other seriously when we said you don't need to get me anything this year. <laughs> so like if you do this whole category thing, then everybody's going to get something. And it's just, I don't know. I think it's a nice idea. Some people even do like the homemade ones. Like one of the categories is something homemade. And I mean, those are like the best presents because I don't know. You every, like If you pull it out, you remember it and you think, oh, look at this is what they made. Um, you know, maybe it's a scarf or jewelry or something. I don't know. I just, those are the cutest, the best presents. I love them. The last two years, I believe, we went to the dollar store and I let my kids pick out the dollar store sells all of those white ceramic ornaments mm-hmm. and they picked out like the multi-pack, you know, it's literally either two or four, depending on the size for a dollar. And it comes with all the little paints that are usually all dried up by the time you get them out of the packaging from the dollar store. <laughs> but I have um, I have my own stash of paints. And so the last couple of years, I've had my kids, like it's like a craft on a rainy day. In fact, I need to go do this like soonish because um, I remember the last couple of years, like it would be, you know, a rainy November night. It's like getting dark early outside. We can't be outside playing, which is our favorite pastime. So I need something to kind of like entertain the kids with and I'll put out my... Um, butcher paper on the table and spread these out and let them pick out ornaments and paint them. Um, And then they will write their names on the back and that will be their gift to different members of the family. So like they'll gift one to each of the grandparents and one to the aunts and uncles and the cousins. And 
um, then they are like participating in this gift giving. It, it costs like very little money and it's something that it's an experience for them. They're creating it. They're making something homemade with their little hands, like with all the love in their heart. And then on a totally different night, once it's all dried, then they have the experience of wrapping it. Um, and it, it like helps them to get into this spirit of like, you know, gift giving and going out of their way to do something nice for someone else. So um, I know this is a little bit off topic, but but sort of not because that is that whole homemade idea. And it's a way to help your kids kind of get involved in, in this whole idea. I think it's a wonderful idea, too, because those are the kinds of things that you look back on and like your parents and, you know, that your your sisters and brothers will be like, look, and when they see it and as they get these gifts, these these ornaments over the years, they can see your kids progression, like mm-hmm. how, what they look, their drawings looked like when they were two, what their drawings look like when they're 12. I mean, it's just such a nice keepsake. Another, another really great homemade gift in the same kind of category are stepping stones. I don't know if you've ever had your kids make stepping stones, but it's the same thing. You can get them at the craft store or you can just go buy all your own stuff from like the um, Lowe's or Home Depot and make it. Once you've made one from the craft store, you can figure out how to just buy your own stuff from Lowe's so you have more and you can make more of them. But um, those are also really, really great because you can you, you have to do it on a non-rainy day, but you can make them and they're so easy and they can put like their handprints in it and then they have you have those forever and the grandparents love those things. Like you can put them in their garden, they can decorate them. Um, those Those have always been a hit for my family they love those love that idea the other side of having like kind of a a way of thinking about the gifts whether you have the the structure where there's the different categories is that it really helps you stick to the budget so you don't have somebody like me who's at the last minute going oh I don't know I need to go run out and buy more stuff it's like no we've we agreed as a family that we're gonna do these four categories or these six categories or whichever you think categories you come up with. And then it's like, okay, that's easy. And that's the kind of thing, if you've thought about it in advance, you can be thinking about all year long, especially if you're thinking about like the place to be, like if you buy that kind of thing, like for example, there are many concerts coming up in the next year that I would love to go to. And oh my goodness, I would just be ecstatic if two tickets appeared under the Christmas tree for (laughs) Um, should I name the bands I want to see? No. So I, I think it really just helps you stick to the budget and it can help like your family members, like the grandparents and everybody also stick to the budget. And sometimes as your kids get older too, is maybe they know that they have something that they want to do, something that's big that they know mom and dad are not going to pay for. And so some examples are trips, like they, they can go on through school or through the clubs and organizations they are in. And a lot of times my kids knew in like December time or birthday time or whatever that there was this trip coming up. And of course, I think I've mentioned in the past that we would only ever pay like half of their trip. So they had to come up with the other half of the money. And I, they would tell the grandparents like, hey, if you were going to go out and buy me, you know, presents that totaled up to $50 or $100 or whatever your budget was for Christmas this year for my present, I would really love it if you would put it aside and give me the cash or something that I can put in my bank account because I'm trying to save money to go on this trip in February or March or whenever it is. And that way, you know, the grandparents were like, okay, that's easy. Cause like literally all I have to do is write you a check and I'm done. I don't even have to wrap it up, you know, or they could wrap it up in a box or something. But then it's like, 
it's easy, but everybody's getting what they want and they're getting this amazing experience at the end when they get to go on the trip and then the parents don't have to pay for the whole thing. And then they don't have to work so many hours at their at their little side jobs of babysitting and power washing and everything that they, they did to raise money for their trips. I love that idea. And it's so rewarding for the kids at the same time. I know that we have been getting like spammed with the toy catalogs in the last couple of weeks. In fact, we went home to New Orleans this past weekend to visit and we had gotten the Amazon catalog um, at our house, like the toy catalog last week sometime and my kids had already gone through like with their sharpies and like literally every page has an e or w on it because eli and wyatt sat there and that's what they do they write e for eli w for wyatt and they're just going through and like literally the entire book is like e'd and w'd out and then we got to my in-law's house and my mother-in-law had the same catalog sitting there waiting on the kitchen counter and then we got to my parents house and my mom had the same catalog sitting on the kitchen counter <laughs> so i know they're out there um make use of this i know that that might seem silly like of course i'm going to make use of this but it gets them thinking outside the box so like I don't know. When I was a kid, we saw commercials for toys because yeah. when you watch TV, there were actually commercials. That idea is so foreign to my kids because we don't have cable. We just stream yeah. like what we want to watch. And so if they see a commercial, it's like this like like dumbfounded silence of like <laughs> what is happening on our TV right now. <laughs> and so they're not they don't see what toys are out there. So like using those catalogs that are coming in um, don't just throw them straight in the recycling bin, which is like sometimes my tendency just because I want to get rid of the clutter as soon as it comes into my house. Like let them go through it. Let them look through it, you know, with the understanding that everything that you put an e-buy is not going to be under the Christmas tree. Right. Like that's not happening. But let's talk through this. Like what are some things you love in here? Um, you know, and see what they say about it. Use that. I remember when we used to get, remember Toys R Us and like mm -hmm. the, um, I don't even know if Toys R Us is still around anymore, but the the book would come in and it would have like stickers and you'd put the stickers on the page. I don't remember the stickers, but I remember the book. When I was little, we had stickers and like it came in the magazine and it was just such a thrilling thing. Clearly, I'm still talking about it. Wow. And I'm, that you is know, very I'm cool. mom now. Um, but use those to your advantage yeah. and let your kids think through this. You know, the other thing you can do with that is talk is have the conversation about remember that Santa Claus only has so much room in his sleigh. So like you should probably figure out which, you know, know that Santa Claus can't bring you all these things. So like if mom and dad or the grandparents are going to get you some of these things, like why don't you go through and add up how much money it would cost for all of the things that you circled in this book? Because I think you can have a really good conversation about greed and, you know, you can really tie a lot of those kinds of values and morals in and then you can have them streamline and say, okay, now I want you to rank them from the most wanted to the least wanted. You could do so many exercises, like all of that's developing literacy and math skills, and they will love it and eat it up because they're like, oh, I'm going to get something from this list. And then, you know, you're tying in all those school skills as well. And then you as a parent can get an itemized list of like really out of this book where they've circled everything in it. Because that doesn't help. Like my kids would do the same thing. I'm like, well, this does not help me at all because they want everything. So clearly, I guess they'd be happy with anything I buy them. However, I'm sure there's something in here <laughs> that is more important to them than other things. So that way I would know, okay, 
you know, the death, the Lego Death Star is at the top of the list. Of course it is because it's the most expensive thing. But that is the most treasured gift. So, okay, we figure out, you know, maybe Santa Claus can bring that one. Um, You know, and then you realize like the, you know, whatever they really didn't want. And then that way, you know, like, okay, I'm, it helps give you a little more direction as a parent. But you're also developing those thinking skills for them as well. Can y'all tell Suzanne's a teacher? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think my kids were like, oh, no, mom's going to make us add it all up, tell her what the price is, make us rank it. But they did it. And then they realized that they would get usually some of the things they really wanted. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, Switching gears a little bit, my family, so – my sister, my brother, my cousins, my parents, we've all kind of had this conversation this year. You know, a lot of our listeners may know that I'm from New Orleans and obviously there was a pretty serious hurricane that devastated parts of Southeast Louisiana earlier this year. And, um, you know, we personally know people who were affected. And of course, obviously there are like a ton of other people who were affected and families lost everything. So we have decided that instead of giving for the adults this year in our family, that we are going to um, adopt families, you know, locally in Southeast Louisiana to give gifts to so that, you know, we are basically reallocating the funds that we would have spent, you know, getting those like fun, lovely gifts for each other that we don't necessarily need um, to giving to a family in need and like just kind of um, using this experience and the Christmas spirit and the spirit of giving to help out another family. And, you know, this is actually new for my family. We've never, we always like will pull a tag off the tree at church, you know, and like adopt like usually at least one or a couple of um of kiddos to give presents for, but this whole idea of, of like adopting a family is something that, that we personally haven't done before. I know a lot of families do do that, but my sister actually suggested it a couple of weeks ago and everyone in my family immediately was like, yes, absolutely. That's a great idea. So we are literally, we've already said, we're not buying any of the adults gifts in the family. So everybody's on the same page about it. Um, and we're going to be, you know, allocating our resources to helping another family. And I'm excited about showing my kids this opportunity. So like we've already decided we're still going to do, you know, Christmas gifts for the kids. Um, but they're going to be involved in this whole idea of like adopting another family and they're going to see in action, you know, giving of ourselves for the, for the benefit of another, like that whole idea is just beautiful to me. And they're going to end up giving at least one of their gifts to um to this family i haven't quite worked out those logistics yet but i want them to be a part of it and i want them to know that like we have in our family we're so blessed we have everything we could possibly need and more so how can we help someone else out so that's another idea to consider this holiday season is you know maybe you're you're using what you have to help out another family or another child or you know I saw the other day like a teacher who works in a school of of lower income students how she was saying you know I want to make sure all of my students have a gift to unwrap under their tree this year so if you're out and about and you see an item that's appropriate for a second grade student on sale and you want to buy it 
Like, I'll take it. Thank you so much for anyone who wants to participate in that. Those opportunities are out there, so look out for them and just kind of like have a conversation with your family. Is this something we're interested in? Because it's definitely not something to do if you're not like all in. You know, you don't Mm -hmm. want to do it and force it. But if it's something that your entire family is like, yeah, that's awesome. Let's do that. Then it's it it could really be an amazing thing. I think it's a beautiful idea and a really important idea, like just giving giving something of yourself to other people who are in need and understanding that you've that like you said we have more than we could ever need and it's super important to teach that lesson of giving back and as a family we've always done that also in various ways you know always picking the the tags off the tagline at christmas time and our kids have always picked kids or people that you know i guess they're not kids anymore really but Um, they try to go for somebody their own age and they take that job very seriously of going and looking for like Liliana would always try to find a girl that was her age and she would think like this is what is so cool right now this is like my dream gift so I'm pretty sure that this girl would want the same thing and same thing for Alex and um, and just helping out the other thing is giving the gift of time like we always forget about that gift but the gift of time of giving yourself your time to others and some of the best gifts are things like I will unload the dishwasher for you for the next month or as a family going to the food bank and volunteering at the food bank to make sure that families are getting um, food to eat that need it donating you know a whole meal for Thanksgiving or Christmas even just taking the time and teaching them like this was your budget for your gifts, but it's important to give back. So we're going to take some of that money out and give to others and make sure they understand that. So you might get a couple presents fewer than you would have gotten. Such great values to instill. Absolutely love all of these ideas. All right. So we are going to wrap up for today. Our takeaway is that gift giving should be fun and a positive experience. If you have a plan or structure for gift giving, it will help your family relax, enjoy the holidays, and appreciate the special gifts that are given to them. And your action item for this week is to talk to your family and make a plan for how you want to give gifts this year. Make sure everyone involved is in the know and see how this new type of gift giving unfolds. You're not married to whatever you choose now, and you can always tweak your plan for the next year. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hey, guys. I'm just adding this quick message at the end of this podcast because um, after the fact, I couldn't believe that I had forgot to mention this. But one other thing that we did when our kids were little was start a college savings account for each of the kiddos. Um, I have an aunt who is super sappy about this and helped us do the research. And long story short, we started these accounts and whenever we can, we put money into them now, like my husband and I do. But we also um, give links that go directly to these accounts out to family members. The list that I was mentioning earlier in the podcast about uh, with the gift ideas for each of the kiddos, this link actually stays at the top of that list permanently. And so when we send the kids wish list out to family members, 
the family members always see that link and know that they have the option if they would rather just give a financial gift toward the kids' college accounts. They can literally click on the link. It's like gift giving made simple and submit money directly to their college accounts. So um, I have some relatives who have done that every Christmas since my kids were born, and that adds up over time, um, obviously, and that's pretty amazing. Another idea, if they really want a tangible gift, is for them to give your kiddo something that's, you know, more um, inexpensive, but then put the majority of the gift into the college account. So that's just another thought to think about. Um, I love this idea because it's not adding clutter to your home and it's like a genuinely useful um, gift that your kiddos may not appreciate as much when they're little, but certainly appreciate later down the road. So I just want to throw that out there um, and hope that that is helpful for you. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you for being a part of our show today. If you enjoyed what you heard and would like to learn more about setting yourself up to thrive in your hive, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Also, check out our website at thriveinthehive.life. We can also be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We can't wait to talk with you again soon. Hi, listeners. Just a quick note that the views expressed in this podcast are solely the personal views of Brianna and Suzanne. They are not the viewpoints of any of the institutions that we may be affiliated with.